Hello, everybody. This is uh, Paul Kapow on the Kapow Radio Show. I've been gone for a couple of weeks because I had COVID and uh, lung pneumonia infection and um, just about died. So I want to talk a little bit about my experience of my near-death experience with COVID um, to you all just to kind of clarify what I went through and what I think is my opinion, what's important um, when you're that close. But here's what happened. If, you know, um, at the end of January, you know, I've been struggling with a cough for a long time. And um, I was really stupid with the cough because I just kept thinking at some point it's going to go away or, you know, if I take enough vitamin C, D, you know, and zinc and all those things uh, that eventually, you know, this thing would go away. But I had to cough for, you know, really several years and I would always carry cough medicine, not cough medicine with me, but cough drops and things like that. And uh, a lot of times, you know, on the show, you know, I would cough and I'd have to edit it out and stuff, but I just had this cough. But my, my mentality was always, you know, I just thought I was younger than what I am. I'm 63 years old. And, you know, for a man, sometimes it's hard to realize, you know, that you're just, you're aging and you're not who you, you were 20 or 30 years ago. And, and, um, you know, I had this the macho thing and I didn't want to go to the doctor because, you know, all my, if you listen to Kapow show for any number of years, you know, all my little conspiracy theories and, you know, i suspicious of everything and everybody and every system and every organization, including the medical profession. And, you know, I just a highly suspicious person. And, um, you know, it's of the world and all this crap. And what that did is that prevented me from getting the help I needed early on. And uh, so that's one of the lessons I learned is knock it off. You know, it's it's okay to, to look at the conspiracy stuff. I dig it. It's okay not to trust everything in these institutions. But, you know, when you need medicine and you need doctors and you need that system, you know, you're, it was really foolish of me to uh, try to avoid that. So I started feeling you know, worse and worse as time went by. And <clears throat> at the end of January, uh, really just a few weeks ago, uh, I started feeling really, really bad. And um, it, it was coughing. I was coughing up so much uh, mucus and phlegm. And um, I was just feeling tired and, um, you know, depressed and a little bit. So I decided, hey, I'm going to go see a medical and when I walked in the uh, office, this was at the end of January, last day of January, um, they took my temperature and I was running a hundred degree temperature. And the office staff kept asking me if I felt okay. And I said, well, I feel great. You know, I don't have a problem. I'm not sick. I said, it was just, you know, I was probably sitting in the sun here, you know, by the window. So they took my temperature a couple of times and I was about 100 degrees, went down to maybe 98, 99 while at the office, but I felt fine. And anyway, she, you know, listened to me and my lungs. And of course, you know, we want to start this investigation. And she she thought perhaps I had allergies. And that's why I was coughing and stuff. And so, you know, we set all this stuff up to didn't take blood work and do all the medical investigation. So I was on the right path. Uh, finally, you know, after being so stubborn for so long 
to get it fixed because it was really the the cough was really bothersome. You know what I didn't know is during those years, months, or years that I had this horrible cough is I had built a I had a lung infection. I had um, a bacterial pneumonia, not a viral one, but a bacterial one, and I know that for a fact because the the antibiotics was able to to get rid of it. But, um, you know, I I didn't even know what pneumonia felt like or, you know, having it, but that's what I had. And my lungs were filling up with fluid more and more, causing my oxygen levels to go down. Of course, I didn't have the tools at home either to test my oxygen and things like that. And, you know, like I said, I I wasn't into the, I just took my vitamins and exercised and, you know, that's where I was at. So uh, anyway, after my doctor's appointment, I ran around all week, you know, took the dog to the groomer and, you know, went, you know, the banks and stores and and, and I was fine uh, till about Thursday or Friday. And we had a gig coming up February 14th and we had been rehearsing for this, the the gig um, with my blues band, Mesquite Cafe Blues Band. Go to mesquitecafebluesband.com. Do that right now. Go to your phone and put mesquitecafebluesband.com to know what this is all about. So anyway, we had a gig coming up, a big uh, fundraiser at the sports ranch and looking forward to it. And I had rehearsed all the way up to Friday, but then my energy levels were getting so low and and I just felt so weak. Well, what I didn't know is I was getting oxygen deprivation and I didn't know it. And... um, I just finished uploading the last practice videos and stuff. And then Saturday night, I was supposed to go see a friend play and uh, I couldn't make it. I was too sick. Uh, So I stayed at home and that was the it. Once I parked on the couch, I I couldn't get up anymore. And um, I got very, very ill uh, through the weekend. So that Monday, it had been a week since I first saw the doctor at a hundred degree temperature by the next Monday, we called him back as if you know, she can check me out. So I went there and I tested positive for COVID. So uh, what was happening with me is I had COVID-19 on top of a bacterial lung infection that I already had. So that's what you call a co- comorbidity. So had I just had COVID-19 it would have been bad enough, but because of the lung infection, and COVID being an upper respiratory uh, disease, uh, it it almost killed me. So anyway, I was COVID positive and there wasn't a whole lot they can do for me, you know, except send me home, you know, rest, plenty of water, hydrate, you know, the, the, the typical thing. But what she didn't know was the, the infection going on in my lung. It wasn't just COVID. So I went home and I just got worse and worse. Uh, sicker and sicker uh, to to the point and, and I kept thinking and praying really for some miracle so that we could play the, the Valentine's gig which was the, the following Monday see so now it's been about three weeks and um, I couldn't even get off the couch and going to the bathroom was a major 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 deal uh, I was so exhausted to just go to the bathroom and then to clean up and jump in a shower and even brush my teeth was absolutely exhausting. Because like I said, what, what I didn't know is that my, 
my oxygen levels were going down quickly because my lungs were filling with fluid. Uh, one of the most awful things was this this constant coughing of of mucus. And you know those you ever seen those alien movies where the alien uh, spits this slime, this mucus out on people? That's exactly what was. I I swear that's exactly what was coming out of my lungs, and it was sticking to my hands and my T-shirt and my beard. It was unbelievable. And of course, being a stubborn man, you know, it's like, well, I ain't going to the doctor. Last time I went to the emergency room, it cost me $4,000 and all they gave me was blood pressure medicine. And, you know, I'm, I'm anti this and anti that. And, you know, and, you know, the government, and COVID and, you know, all this nonsense almost killed me, you know, because it just wasn't thinking right. And well, as the oxygen levels went down in my, in my body, it also started affecting my brain and the way I thought about stuff. And so I, I lay there uh, for days, literally dying. And, uh, you know, my poor wife, she, she can't get me to the hospital. She can't do anything. And my niece, who lives in Colorado, was so concerned that she, she located a, uh, a nurse here in St. George or a company in St. George that would come to your house and give you IV infusion so she paid for that and everything. And this gal came to my house and uh, put fluids in my bodies and vitamin B and C and D and everything. And I had a, I had a uh, an IV infusion right here in my living room. And that probably gave me enough sustenance to go on a few more days. Uh, but I, I honestly felt my, uh, my organs shutting down. Um, uh, you could, there was uh, one night uh, that, I mean, you, you could actually smell death. You know, if any of you have ever been uh, with a parent or anybody, a loved one, you know, through a hospice situation at home, and you're taking care of them and the spirit of death there in the room, ready to take them. There's a certain smell and a certain look and a feel. And I definitely had that. I had that on me. And I reminded myself of my dad when he was dying which I believe he died a, a awful death. Uh, same thing, you know, couldn't get enough oxygen and stuff. And um, uh, I, I looked like my dad and I, I, just, I reminded me of him and, and I had the spirit of death on me and, and, and the spirit of death was in the room and, and really I was shutting down. And, um, and, and during this experience of, of feeling like I was dying, because I was dying, I'm not exaggerating, I was literally dying shut down because my lungs were filled with fluid and uh, I had this other thing going on. Uh, you know, my the, the dreams, uh, the things that were going on in my head were just torturous. And, um, you know, one of the things that was real disappointing to me is, is uh, you know, I, I, I never saw Jesus. I never saw, you know, the white light. Um, I never felt the presence of, of a holy God or... Um, you know, I'm not saying that stuff you know, doesn't exist. I'm not saying that he wasn't merciful on me or anything. I'm just saying it, it wasn't like I thought it would be. You know, it wasn't, you know, heaven opening up going, you know, well done. <laughs> you know, it's your time. You know, and maybe because it wasn't my time, you know, I, I don't know. That's all f philosophical. I don't know. But for me, it was very dark. And I kept telling my wife just how evil this COVID is. Just it, there's there's an evilness to it. There's a uh, 
uh, there's a there's a darkness to this disease that I've never experienced before. Um, and so as my, you know, oxygen levels went down in my body, also went in my brain, and I began to, you know, just really analyze my life. And, you know, you go over uh, all these details, you know, your, your, your past. And, you know, I, I really wasn't all that thrilled um, with who I who I was, who I had become and what I'd done and didn't do. And, um, you know, but, you know, for me, you know, religion was a, was a moot point. Religion's just religion. It's humans ways trying to figure stuff out. We really, we don't know anything. You could believe whatever you want and you can read and believe what, whatever you want about death and what's after that, if anything, but, you, you absolutely don't know. And no one's ever known. No one. So you just don't know. And so, you know, when you're that sick, all the religion and all the stories and stuff, just, it, it didn't matter. The other thing that didn't matter is politics, um, Joe Biden, government response to COVID, um, truckers, fascinations. N none of that mattered at that point. Um did I have a will to live? I, I really didn't care one way or another. I, I, I just, I needed it to stop. Uh, one of the big things going through my head is that if I wasn't better by Sunday, I was just going to, you know, eat a gun. Because uh, I'd always tell my wife, if I get real sick, I'll always save one bullet for myself. Uh, and I was at that point. I swear, I'm not exaggerating or being dramatic. I, I really needed it to end because I was drowning my own fluid stuff. I, you know, and I didn't even know this. So anyway, uh, the uh, February 14th came around Monday. And then, of course, I was so sick. I couldn't, you know, we couldn't make that, that gig and that job and stuff. And then I was very disappointed, but I was also very tortured by things. And a lot of people were there and they spent a lot of money. And um, I just had a lot of problems with it. And then uh, Tuesday... Uh, for some reason, I I told my wife, you know, you need to get a hold of this gal. There's a gal that we know who was a really good emergency nurse back in California, and um, and I have a lot of trust in her, and I, and I really, really, really have a lot of faith in this woman. Her uh, her ability, she's been retired for years, but she's really sharp. So I says, call Donna and run this stuff by her. So. Uh, Linda had called Donna, told Donna's deal, and Donna says, I need to bring over an oxy, you know, oxygenator, an oximeter or something. You know, it's those little devices you put on your finger to detect your oxygen level. She goes, we need, we need to detect this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and prior to this, Linda had called, um, I have a health sharing ministry, uh, Samaritan Ministries, and he, she had called a nurse there and then and the nurse says, you know, you need to get him in if his oxygen levels are low and all this stuff. So anyway, I took my uh, my oxygen levels and it was they were down by 87, 88, which is way low. You know, apparently normal is anywhere from, you know, 94 to 98, you know, that's normal. So I'm I'm way down there, you know, to be hospitalized and get oxygen. And so when Donna brought that little device over, that was a game changer. 
and we we saw how low my oxygen level was for some reason i just you know just probably the grace of god still operating in me but you know i just i felt i was dying and my organs were shutting down and they were and uh, just my lungs filled with mucus and uh, it was just awful and um so Linda had called the emergency room and said, look, here's his numbers. And they go, get, get his ass in there now. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield. So uh, on a Tuesday morning, probably about 1030, I, I could barely walk in. In fact, the nurse, it was a male nurse, his name is Justin, really a, really a cool, cool young man. Um, just a really good dude. You know, he asked me, he goes, did you walk in or were you wheeled in? I said, I walked in. It's like, man. So once I got in there and I got on their equipment, I was running low 90s, high 80s, low 90s. And, um, you know, blood pressure was real low and um, blah, blah, blah. So they uh, took, you know, put needles in me and they took blood and they did all that stuff. But you know, I went to the emergency room and, um, you know, when they knew I was COVID positive and saw the way I looked, they took me right away, you know, gave me an isolated COVID room. And uh, there I sat dying, you know. And um, so they brought in a portable x-ray machine and they uh, took x-rays of my lungs and stuff. And I was filled with fluid. I My lungs were just clogged with mucus which uh, did don't allow the air to come in, and then obviously then you get low oxygen and you die. And um, so uh, throughout this whole process, you know, my blood work, uh, you know, seemed okay. Um, I didn't have any other issues there, but definitely had a secondary lung infection. So when the doctor, a really good doctor, a very, very good doctor, I really appreciated him, came in. Uh, the thing is, he says, you know, we don't know whether the COVID came first and did you get the infection or you had the infection, but we don't know. Well, I know because I'd been coughing for, you know, a year or more and wouldn't get help. So, you know, when COVID hit me and I already had the weak lungs, it just was, a, it was a nightmare. And uh, like I said, one of the things I learned is the stubbornness there is just, just, just ridiculous. You got to take care of yourself and quit being paranoid about, you know, the devil running everything. It, there's common grace and medicine as part of it. And, um, you know, it was a valuable lesson. And so he came in and he goes, look at, he goes, if, if your lung infection is viral, if it's COVID, 
and it's a viral infection, there's nothing I can do about it. You have to write it out. He goes, but if it's bacterial, we could give antibiotic. And of course, with this antibiotic, if it's not bacterial, it doesn't work, and then it'll never work on you again if you get bacterial thing. So he says, I'm going to take a chance that it's bacterial. So he gave me... Um, these antibiotic pills, about four of them to start. And then he also gave me some corticosteroid uh, to help reduce the inflammation and, you know, make me feel better right away. And those four or five pills, maybe six pills right there, saved my life. That, that was it. That was, it was a game changer. I mean, that was, that was it. And um, I took those pills and then, of course, he wrote the prescription and today I just finished everything. Today I finished all my uh, antibiotics, and yesterday I'd finished my steroids. Uh, but that that was a game that saved my life. That that literally that that antibiotic began to work on the lung infection and clear that up. Uh, otherwise, I I wouldn't be talking today. Uh, so I really I was only in the ER about two two hours, and. He was monitoring, the doctor was talking to me and he was monitoring my stuff and he explained to me about the oxygen and the, you know, the home testing and things like that. And by this time in the hospital, like I still, I'm probably hit 90, 91. And so he gave me the option. He goes, I'm going to give you the option. Do you want to be admitted? And if you admit, you know, we'll put you on oxygen support and blah, blah, blah. And so he, he, he says, you're right there borderline or you, to be COVID admitted. Well, I didn't want to get in there and be laid face down and put on a machine and then die in the hospital. So I said, no, I want to go home. And so I went home. Uh, and the next day I woke up and I felt uh, better. I felt better. So that was like Wednesday. And so today is... Uh, Today's uh, what Monday again, <laughs> so it's been about a, it's been a, about a four week journey, and um, I actually went to breakfast yesterday. I actually went out. Uh, uh, I ate. That was the other thing uh, that was torturous. When I first went to the doctor, I was weighing two fifty pounds. I, I weigh about two twenty five now. I, I lost twenty five pounds in like four weeks, um, but I was starving. My stomach was just. The hunger pangs were incredible, but I couldn't eat anything because you know how people say with the COVID, you lose your smell and taste. It was the opposite for me. Everything was hypersensitive, especially salt. Um, I couldn't eat anything. Um, uh, my wife got, you know, just chicken soup, you know, bland chicken that she boiled with, you know, carrots and celery and some broth. Um, everything had to be low, low sodium, you know, just so I can eat. And then I just started desiring fruit. So I'm eating blood red oranges and uh, pears and apples uh, as much as I can. But anything processed, uh, my smell, my sense of smell was hyper. And uh, she came out of the bathroom uh, and had hairspray on and I about died. Anything with chemicals, I can smell. I walk by a candle, not a lit candle, a candle in a jar, and I just wanted to regurgitate. Everything stunk. Everything that wasn't natural stunk. 
um, you're, the whole everything in our houses is everything's chemical based, and I was heightened to all that, and everything was god awful, nauseous. But yet I was hungry, but I couldn't eat, and um, and then they kept you know t- you know got to hydrate, hydrate, drink, drink. So I drink, drink, drink. It's such a powerful thirst, but then you can't rest because you're always going to the bathroom, and the going just t- urinating was just exhausting. And um, so that's just some of you know some of the symptoms I'd went through with the COVID itself. But over a period of days, after getting home, um, I started feeling better and better. And so yesterday was the first time I was able to go out and get some breakfast. I actually had <laughs> chorizo burrito. Can you believe it? You know, I ate a little bit of it, and then I took the rest of it home and ate the other little half of that, you know, uh, burrito in the afternoon. And then, you know, ate reasonable at night. So, you know, uh, I don't want to put back on weight, but, you know, I just get my strength back up. And then I was able to go to the storage unit and get some, um, you know, my PA to equipment stuff because I got other gigs coming up. And I was able to do that. And um, that was it. You know, it's like, well, that's enough for today. And uh, spent a lot of time on the computer <coughs> updating Mesquite Cafe Bluesband.com. Go there. And uh, we have a new album out called uh, Oozing with the Blues. And the thing is, the album release date was February 15th. And I missed the whole release date. I missed promoting it. I missed partying about it and talking about it and playing the music because I was on my deathbed. So we, I worked a whole year on an album and I had a release date. And then it just came and went because I was so sick. So uh, if you want to hear it, it's everywhere on streaming devices. Uh, you go to, you know, if you go to Mesquite Cafe uh, Blues Band YouTube channel, we have an official artist channel and you can hear all that music there without paying anything. Um, if you want to buy it, you can download it from uh, the website, Mesquite Cafe Bluesband.com. Get a discount. Get on our mailing list. You just see what see what Brother Kapow's doing in the musical world. Um, and, you know, and I got some, some really good jobs coming up, and gigs, and so that's good for my lungs to sing, so I can't wait to get back to singing and get my lungs exercised. So anyway, that's my COVID journey. I wish I could sit here and give you some deep scriptures and, you know, deep insight about everything. Uh, you know, I, I, I hate the story of Job, um, because it's just some big weird cosmic bet on this story, and uh, I, I just, I just think it's a hor- horrible thing to happen, you know. But you read that stuff, you go, "Oh my God, that'll never happen to me." But I, you know, this is like my third Job experience um, in my latter years, really, from 2019 to this year, 2022. I've had uh, like three Job experiences where I just feel. I just get my ass kicked, just, you know, for like really no reason. <laughs> um, you know, I tried to be a good servant and a good follower of of Yahweh and, and do the things that are right. And, and um, as you can hear in my show, you know, very dedicated to God. But, you know, sometimes it just I felt like uh, just let the just let the wolves pounce on him and see what he does. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that stuff. But 
you know, I, I do wish I could give you positive glory experiences and how heaven opened up and, you know, I saw the face of Jesus, and but I didn't. It was very dark. Um, you know, whether whether I was saved or not or whether I had salvation or not, at, at that point, I'll be honest with you, it, it didn't matter because there was nothing you can do about this stuff anyway. You know, you're going to go, you're going to go, and... and uh, I just didn't know. Um, so it wasn't like I had that great confidence of, you know, well, I'm going to be home with Jesus and oh, what a day that's going to be when we all see, you know, Jesus will shout and sing the victory. You know, for me, that wasn't my experience. For me, it was just dark, very evil, and um, uh, very difficult. And... You know, in the middle of the night, my, my wife was talking to me, and she was dreaming, and she said something about, you know, honey, um, how do we pay our, uh, what's our account to pay our mortgage and uh, for the bank information and all stuff? So she was, she was already, she was prepared for me to die. And so in her sleep, she was dreaming about, uh, because I handle all the finances and all that stuff, you know, I'm, I'm more technically literate than she is, you know, so I do all the online technical stuff. So in her in her mind, she was like, he's dying. You know, how, how do we pay the bills? How do we get this stuff? And she asked me out in the middle of the night, and I told her, honey, we haven't had a mortgage in, in six years. <laughs> we have no mortgage. Um, I, I pay no mortgage. I own, I own my own home. And uh, all the bills are automated, paid once a month to the bank. All you need is a, the, uh, you know, passcodes to get on those things. Everything's taken care of. Everything's automated. And uh, that was it. So she thought I was, she thought I was dying. It was really hard for her to watch me cough up this mucus and choke and uh, drowned. Just literally drowned in front of her. It was very difficult for her. And, um, you know, she had a lot of anxiety, but she pulled through it. She was strong and uh, controlled her anxiety and uh, got me through it. So that was it. So uh, <laughs> antibiotics and steroid pills, they, they, made the, they made the difference. They turned it around. Uh, so I don't care about the money or the bills or anything like that. And they come in, they come in, but... Um, so, you know, like I said, once again, the lesson is stubbornness. Um, as you get older, you get older, and you have to realize that. Uh, the other thing, the other mistake I'd made through my life is, is being too suspicious. I think it's good to be suspicious, you know, so you don't fall for all the trappings, but I was too suspicious of everything in the medical profession. The other thing I noticed is when you really have COVID and you're really sick, all the politics go out the window. Um, to be vaxxed, not vaxxed, to wear a mask, not wear a mask. You know, uh, all, all that crap that the politicians took on this disease and politicized it. You know, they should all be shot in the face for doing this to humanity because it's a real disease and it's, it's really, really nasty. And uh, we don't need all the politics involved in this nonsense. And afterwards, um, I haven't had, you know, a friend, you know, ask me my opinion on vaccinations and, 
you know, because, you know, if you got vaccinated, then you're sick and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I have no idea if the vaccinations would have made it less or the vaccinations would have made it worse. Um, I have no idea because I had that lung infection on top of it. All I can tell people is you got to do what you think is right for you. If, if you feel you need to be vaccinated and that's going to protect you, then you better do it. You know, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But we've got to quit talking about it and quit fighting over this nonsense. Um, because it doesn't matter when you when you get it and you're dying. It, it don't matter. All it matters is the decisions that you made up to that point. So, you know, anything you can do to prevent getting COVID, especially with any kind of comorbidity, uh, I would highly recommend it. Um, but anyway, so that's where I'm at. Once I get better, I'll go back to the doctor, finish the lung investigation, which I think is over, and then uh, start feeling healthier. But uh, I get back into the uh, the game and see what happens. So that's my experience. Uh, that's why you haven't heard from me for a couple of weeks. And so we'll talk to you guys later. God bless and uh, stay healthy. <laughs>